Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh, my friend, can I interest you in some fast-paced punk rock mosh pit action? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Under no circumstances, please. What an absolute... I mean, okay, so obviously it's a news video. We're going to talk about the new X-Defiant game, which... But I can't do it with a straight face. I can't... I've, I tried. I tried doing this with a straight face. This is the latest game that Ubisoft put out a bunch of tweets and stuff about. The newest Tom Clancy game, the newest installment in the Tom Clancy franchise. Um, but it's called X-Defiant, which for one... I mean, it's not to completely just poo all over them all together but it's just no. going to be a reaction it's just going to be our thoughts on this thing because it's ridiculous and i'm sorry i wish i could do it with a straight face but i can't and uh one point is the x defiant name two is the fact that the main game itself is this cross-pollination of various factions from different tom clancy brands coming together to make an overwatch slash call of duty slash rainbow six siege style shooter and um, because there's not a single ounce of this that's remotely original and as soon as you start looking at it you can't help but laugh but what's what's your thought thoughts before we break down some more stuff dude i'm very similar to you i thought you know in my as i as i age as i get a little bit older and i mellow out a little bit and it's so hot in the uk at the moment i thought i don't have the energy to actually hate games anymore you know i know how much effort goes into making even bad games that don't ever want to just crap over something you know needlessly you know a lot of people put a lot of effort into these games but with this it's kind of weird because i think like the core gameplay looks quite solid it's just that from the top down like all of the top creative decisions look so so wrong and like (laughs) like i said before i don't usually get passionate about hating things but like every single box that's ticked by this game like just makes my skin crawl a little (laughs) bit from conception to its execution like the way that they talked about it it's just it feels like a product made by some really old dudes in like an office like trying to grab onto a culture from like 10 years ago and it just it mm. just doesn't work it feels like you know from the actual concept of the gameplay to the aesthetic that it's like seven years out of date already and that uh, something's gone wrong i don't know what's happened well the thing is like the, the mo- like I, I said this to you when we saw because ign put a little tweet preview thing out a little bit of gameplay they were like oh you can get get eyes on what this thing's going to be this was a couple days ago and it just yeah. looked like uh, call of duty but with overwatch powers and i said so you look at the hood you can tell there's like a main power and a couple of side powers and that literally is what it is um but the thing is so many games so many franchises and developers have tried to get to take a bite of the hero shooter crown uh, or yes. hero you can't really bite a crown hero shooter apple and there's been that there's been way more failures than uh, than successes like Battleborn was one of the first ones to fall down Cliffy B's Lawbreakers completely fell apart Bleeding Edge from Ninja Theory was a complete mess I had another one down as well Hyperscape Ubisoft Hyperscape um, you could maybe throw Rocket Arena in there as well from EA um, it just feels like you know at this point we're five years on from Overwatch and even Blizzard aren't doing Overwatch 2 that quickly because it just doesn't need it yeah. Overwatch 1 still has enough steam behind it 
And so it's just like, could you not have put all these assets into something else? We haven't even touched upon the Splinter Cell stuff yet, but it's right. just like that base reality of seeing like, I mean, okay, let's break down some of the faction stuff because they, um, they're like, oh, it's factions from across the Tom Clancy games. And I was looking at these things and it's like the cleaners are from the Division, which like, I get you would pull the Division people in because the Division games have actually done surprisingly well, even though initially it was a bit rocky back in 2016. But you've got the cleaners from the Division, you've got the wolves from Ghost Recon Breakpoint, one of Ubisoft's biggest bombs in recent memory, like caused them yeah. to have a 93% drop-off in operating income. Um, you've got Echelon from Splinter Cell, which you might as well just throw up right now. And the other one is another <laughs> faction from The Division, because what else are you going to pull from called The Outcasts, which are the, the, the crazy people, the crazy people on the streets um, from The Division. So you've got two different factions from The Division, one from Splinter Cell and one from Ghost Recon Breakpoint. And it just trying to then take them and then go, well, we've made all these unique characters, all these, you know, amazing, just like, you know, memorable individuals, Overwatch style from these factions. Maybe they can pull it off, but I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt I it. I doubt it. Like, you know, again, again, I want to reiterate that. I think this, the closest comparison, and again, you know, I've not played it. It's not out yet, but the closest comparison, I think, is one of the games you mentioned there, mm. and that's Lawbreakers. Like, if you look at Lawbreakers, like, obviously that failed. That's spectacularly bombed. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the Lawbreakers, like, gameplay was solid. solid it yeah. was pretty good. In fact, like, a lot of people enjoyed it. The issue came down from the top-down conception and the way that it was marketed. Like, there are very clear similarities between the way the two games have been marketed. Like, Lawbreakers, Cliffy B was out there. I think there's a really good, like, Crowby Cat video, yes. you know, where he's talking about how, how essentially, how I want to make another billion-dollar IP. Yeah, how, wow. how edgy it is compared to, you know, Overwatch and the other games on the market and stuff. And I get that same vibe from this. It's just so corporate, kind of, like, edginess, so corporate punk like co-opting that kind of like aesthetic and just ripping the soul out of it in a way that i completely thought the video game industry was kind of like over with i thought we'd learned our lesson that that doesn't work like you said a bunch of the games you mentioned kind of did something similar with that same atmosphere with that same aesthetic and like they no one really responded to them and i just think there's a is a clear dissonance between you know the two different parts of this game like even in that three minute trailer they released you've got one guy coming out and saying look our focus is super realistic gunplay. We've taken the time, painstakingly modeled these realistic guns. We've got realistic <laughs> attachments. We've got weighty gunplay. And on the other hand, we've got people being like, yeah, but we're going to throw all this into punk a, rock, a punk guys. rock mosh pit with like hero powers and stuff. And it's like, it feels when you put it so brazenly like that, that it's very clearly like this kind of like box ticking exercise of yep. what's in. Okay, people like Rainbow Six Siege. People like the attention to detail in the guns. People like the weightiness of the gunplay. Mm -hmm. But what else is in? Oh, it's kind of Overwatch wackiness. It's hero shooter stuff. It's these levels that are movie sets or whatever, Western movie sets. Why don't we just throw a bunch of that stuff in? And it's like that clear dissonance on display that I just can't I can't believe that. Like, I thing, can't right? believe that they were so brazen about it. That uh, level, they should, one of the levels that's in the uh, reveal trailer is a like a, a fake Western movie set. It's literally what is in Overwatch. Like literally, yeah. like I've literally got a side by side screenshot. I was looking it up, just going like, is it like literally like some of the angles that are in the trailer are the same way you would approach that level in Overwatch. It's just like, come on, like dude. But it's just like across the board in gaming, I feel. I mean, across the board in most entertainment at the minute, I feel like there are too many money crunching 
pushing people in creative positions and they aren't creative. They're mandating too much of the wrong stuff. And it's a gut feeling. And obviously, it's, it's, you know, there's so many different reports over the years that keep hinting towards this stuff. And you know, things come out in regards to why certain projects went a, went a certain way. But this feels like it. This feels nakedly box ticking. This doesn't yes. feel like a team of creatives sat down and wanted to do this from you know step one. It's not like people yeah. sat down and went, I want to rip off Overwatch and Call of Duty. Yeah, there's a, there's a market there if we just Venn diagram it. We can do a little punk rock version of Call of Duty in the middle. Yeah. Um, and even the Tom Clancy logo has that stupid like spiked hair thing. Like the Tom hair. Clancy thing What's is that? just ridiculous at this point, man. Like when they like they bought it, like they bought the rights <laughs> to the name in like 2008 or anything, and now they're just slapping things on games like an yeah. Ubisoft original, Tom Clancy's, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I fully agree with you there. Like I, I want to reiterate that you know I fully support like the actual developers working on Same. this game. I hope that they can make something good. I hope they can make something interesting. I hope they they're enjoying what they're doing. My issue is very much with kind of like the creatives at the very top of this company because while it's easy to single out this game. This comes off the heels of a bunch of like really kind of weird announcements by the company. They had a weird E3, the games that they've been mm. announcing, the way they announced the uh, the future of Assassin's Creed being live service and stuff. It just feels like, you know, as a, as a ship, the creative direction that they're going in is just kind of not right. You know, well, we've got this as their kind of like new idea and it's like... It, it just feels like they're like five, six, seven years behind everyone else. And it's, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Well, okay, let, let's just talk about the Splinter Cell stuff. Because I feel like, I mean, Splinter Cell overall, I feel like, is a thing that belongs to a certain generation. It's been so long. In 2013, we're, we're going to come up on 10 years before there's a main uh, Splinter Cell installment. But in regards to, like you said, the way that they're, you know, approaching different avenues of creation and stuff. They've got, like, the Netflix Splinter Cell show. Oh, by the way, Sam Fisher's in Rainbow Six. Like, they've got all these different, and they called him Zero. It's like they've got these yeah. different ways of approaching Splinter Cell Ephemero, Splinter Cell as a brand, but not properly, not right down the middle, not in a way that stays true to what Splinter Cell used to be. And even Clint Hawking is now working on something completely different, the creative director for Chaos Theory. And it's just like, in this case, they're now leaning on Splinter Cell as this Tom Clancy, you know, this like associated thing. Like, hey, we've brought in Echelon uh, from uh, the Splinter Cell series. But even that is like kind of barely like a thing. It's like, it's not like it's Fifth Freedom or anything or um, whatever. Like you've, they're sort of bringing stuff in from Splinter Cell. Yeah. But it's not, it's clearly not Splinter Cell. You're, you can't like <sighs> cash in on that brand recognition when you've not done right by the brand for like eight years now. Like it just feels like this really weird yeah. thing. Um, and it's also like, you know, it, in this particular case in regards to Splinter Cell, it comes in a long line of them hinting at stuff and then not delivering on it. And now... Um, you know, you can use the, the triple light goggles and you can put on one of the different vision <laughs> modes, but it's in like a multiplayer space. It's just not remotely what anybody would want who wants anything yeah. to do with Splinter Cell. So I think, what did you? What was your reaction to that? I have no care left. I've seen it in, you know, it's been in uh, Elite Squad. And then, like I said, it was in Rainbow Six. And then there was the Splinter Cell anime thing. Everything other than the Splinter Cell. So at this point, I'm just like, they don't care. And at this point, yes. if they're going to do a Splinter Cell off the back of this, if this is them testing the waters, then um, the version of Splinter Cell that we get is not something that I would want in a million years anyway, so... Yeah. No, totally. I mean, you know, I fully agree. If this was the first time they tried to kind of like meld the different Tom Clancy universes that they've built, like mm. maybe I'd be a bit more passionate about disliking it or being cautious about it. But like you said, you know, we've had Elite Squad. We've had them try to do this before, <laughs> create this mashup of their different IP. And at this point, I'm like, you've, you've tried. You've tried this a bunch of times. Like, is this, is this all we've got? Is, is this all like, this all company like is? Basic soldier now. people as well. Like, it's just sort of well, like... You know, the cleaners, the wolves, yeah. like, they're, they're not anything. 
Is this, I just feel like, you know, I, I look at this game and I think, is this all this company is now? Like, you know, from a creative standpoint, you know, mm. they've got something else entirely going on with all of the allegations that came out last year, the restructuring that needs to be done, you know, mm. apparently the internal, um, you know, frustration that some of those managers are still on projects and stuff like that's That's one very serious topic that needs to be mm. continued to be discussed. But on the other hand, just creatively and the way that they're moving as a company, like you said, like I look at this game and it just reminds me of like, you know, like you said, like the soulless, what IP do we have? How can we maximize profit? How can we cross the streams of fan bases <laughs> to make the most money um, we possibly can? Mm-hmm. I just think that's such a soulless way to look at the brands that you've propped up over the past few years. You know, whether it's like a classic like Splinter Cell, which like you said, you know, means a lot to gamers of a certain generation mm-hmm. or whether it's even your new stuff like the division like the division first two games you know they were ambitious efforts they were at least trying to to do something you know it had a fan base people mm-hmm. like that stuff but when you kind of like strip all that away and you just just have these box ticking exercises of okay we're going to throw this in we're going to throw that in we're going to have a punk rock mosh pit we're going to have some realistic guns <laughs> we're going to stir it all together and see what you get you get the it's thing just is, like oh sorry to go on a big rant i'm no, really no. sorry to got a big round i'll just finish it now like you know you've talked to me a lot scott we've talked on this video i know you're a big proponent of like has gaming just kind of like got to a point where you know it's not that it's not for us anymore but it's certainly past maybe it's golden periods into a new era mm-hmm. and whether or not you stick with that new era that new you know direction or whatever like that kind of like where how far are you going to go with these companies pushing this as far as they go i feel like you know i'm looking at this and i never thought i'd reach like, a breaking point with it but now i'm like maybe it has passed me by maybe this just i don't, I don't know I, I, I don't know like i mean yeah that, that conversation is that whole sort of thing of like was were the 2000s a golden age like the discovery of narratives in games the amount of different games that then pushed the envelope more metal gear solid uncharted um you know like the way that god of war went and obviously but i i don't necessarily think it's not for us anymore i just think that it's become such a fractured like approach to production you've got these insane top triple a games that on the money crunching side have to make their budgets back so you get all these really safe sterile soulless ways to do that Um, and anything in regards to making you feel something is very rarely present in the triple a space unless it's naughty dog or maybe sony but even they have a specific formula because they need to make the money back so it's just kind of I don't know. I don't think it's like I don't think it has like passed us by necessarily. But I do think that's an interesting talking point on whether or not the two thousands were a golden age or not. But um, in regards to this, though, like you know, it's not like it's coming at a point where you know it's not like the division landed that well. Like division one and two. I mean, two's been supported very well with DLC. It did a lot better than the division one. Ghost Recon Breakpoint was a complete catastrophic failure, and Splinter Cell hasn't been active for eight years. So it's not like they're meshing together things where people you know it's like different fan bases are like fantasizing on. Oh my God, what if the cleaners met Echelon? Like it's not. A, yeah. It wasn't a thing. So to come in and go like, come on guys, everybody in. Um, they didn't even bring in the Watch Dogs Legion people. They could have had like a hacker group or something just to have at least, yeah. I guess it's not Tom Clancy, that's the reason why. But like, I don't even know how much the Tom Clancy brand even means to people who are like, I don't know who didn't grow up with it in the first place. So no. a mess. Yeah, it's just, you know, it, it is, it is. And it's, it's one of those things, you know, you mentioned Splinter Cell and every E3, every kind of big announcement, <laughs> we always have our little, almost kind of like a jokey thing at this point where we're like, oh, maybe they're going to announce Splinter Cell. And at this point, I'm like, I don't even know if I trust this company to make no. a good Splinter Cell. Like I, like, I look at Rainbow Six Siege, for instance, a game that I really, really loved and that they supported for a long, long time. Mm. And I look at that title and I just think that was a fluke, wasn't it? That was a one-off. 
and that might never happen again because everything <laughs> else that you've made, even some of the stuff that I've quite liked, you know, I quite liked Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I quite liked The Division, I mm. quite liked Watch Dogs, I really liked Watch Dogs 2, mm-hmm. but all of it just kind of like lacks that kind of spark that I thought Siege had. And like the further we get away from it, the more games that they announce, the more they announce that they're altering their franchises to be live services and go down these new areas, the more I just know that that was an anomaly and it's going to take a miracle to get something like that again. And this mm. clearly, as much as I wanted it to be, was given it the benefit of the doubt yesterday from at least these first impressions, from at least these first trailers, and they did say they were taking feedback, it also <laughs> doesn't look like it. And, and that sucks because I, I, wanted, I wanted it to be good. I, I like I say... I think the gameplay looks pretty looks pretty solid from like a base shooting mm-hmm. level, but you need more than that in the age of Battlefield, in the age of Call of Duty, in the age of Halo, in the age of Rainbow Six Siege. You need more than just good gunplay to succeed. Yeah, and I think like, I mean like, you know you're you're appealing to a demographic who know this stuff. Like I mean like yeah. maybe you can you can ensnare the wider mainstream who don't keep up with all the titles from the last sort of few years. But I doubt it. Most people have a game playing friend that'll just point you at the thing that they're ripping off in the first place, and it'll die on the vine anyway. So it's just like. I mean, maybe it'll work. Like, like, like you said, the gameplay itself looks solid. The guns look pretty weighty. Like, the actual movement looks pretty chunky. Like, it seems like it does have a nice responsive feel to it. It's just that everything else around it feels so nakedly, brazenly ripping off other titles that you could just go play anywhere. Like, Call of Duty Warzone is free at this point. Overwatch, you can pick up for, like, a fiver or something. Like, it's just... It'll be hard for them to break through. And I already listed the bodies that are on the path that they're trying to walk anyway. So it's like, it's, it's yeah. going to be very hard for them to stand out. But not to worry. Let us know what you think down in the comments of X Defiant. Is there any way in hell that this thing actually makes any impact in the coming years? For now, I've been Scott from WhatCulture.com. I mean, a human puddle, Josh from WhatCulture.com. <laughs> and we'll catch you next time. Drip, drip, bye bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.